Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast series of the European Green Party. We are here today with Margaret Blakers, who is the Global Green Convener, and Eveline Wittebrook, who is the lead representative of the European Green Party for the Global Greens. Hi. We are just um, after the European and World Joint Congress in Liverpool, which represented the biggest gathering of the Green representatives we ever had in history. We would like to know more from both of you about the outcome of the European and Global Congress and what is the perspective under both the European and the Global results. Okay, Iliana. Uh, I think that first I have to do to say we did it. We did it because it was a double congress, maybe a triple congress with the Congress of the or English Friends. That's uh, that was the first challenge to organize it. It's not easy to have two thousand persons because there were two thousand coming from everywhere in Europe and in uh, and in the world. Uh, coming sometimes from very far, uh, New Zealand, uh, Chile, uh, Burkina Faso. So that's the first thing. And then uh, the challenge was that so many parallel sessions, so many plenaries where all the Greens from the world were discussing together. Uh, discussing together with also to see uh, that we have common thematics, that we have common values, uh, sometimes another way to make the politics, but always on the same on the same value. Uh, the way that we did the, 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 the world uh, or planet more sustainable, uh, the question of the social justice, the question of the climate, the question of the taxes, all, it was, it was like a, a big house where during uh, three days all the greens of the world were discussing together. And that makes, that makes me very optimist. Because for the moment in a society where in Europe, in United States, in other parts of the world, we are asking what we are doing for the future of our generation, what's happening in this, this world, uh, in Europe as in other parts, uh, it's really positive and optimist to see that the Greens can be all together to discuss to debate, to make some resolutions, to have a big declaration at, uh, at the end, and also to meet simply together and to exchange some experience. Yes, look, I totally agree. Um, it was, you know, it was a buzz. There were people uh, everywhere speaking different languages. Every time I went out into the foyer, people would come up to me and say how excited they were to be in such a mixture of people to be part of this great event. Um, it was actually the fourth Global Greens Congress, so the first ever in the Northern Hemisphere and the, uh, and the first in Europe. So previously they've been in Canberra in Australia, in Sao Paulo in Brazil, in Dakar in Senegal, and now we finally made our way to Europe. I think more specifically, apart from the resolutions and the declaration and so on, um, I think the, from the Global Greens perspective, the most important outcome was an appreciation that organising at the global level 
is going to be a critical part of enabling Greens Everywhere to achieve the types of outcomes that we're looking for. Um, you can no longer make decisions within countries that will deal with global problems like climate change or migration or um, financial inequality, or inequality more broadly, social inequality. We have to tackle these types of issues at a global level as well as at a local level and everything else in between. So we need to be able to act globally as well as locally and at all of those other levels. So I think um, there's really an appreciation of that now in amongst a much broader group of people and I think a commitment to build our capacity to act at all of those levels and to build up the strength and the uh, of the global greens in the coming uh, coming period as you just said the global greens were founded in the first ever congress that was held in canberra and uh, it was in april 2001 this was actually the culmination of a 30-year journey that started from the foundation of the world's first Green Party in 1972 in Tasmania. How have evolved the Global Greens since then, and the Greens as such, according to your point of view, Margaret? Yes, it's, well, as you say, it's been quite a long journey to come from uh, 1972, when the first uh, party was established in, in Tasmania, and then uh, a month later in New Zealand, and then very shortly after that in the UK, in fact. So, uh, and, and in the following decades, green parties have been established in countries all around the world. Um, the European various parties in Europe started to get together in the 1970s and 80s to form a network of green parties. Um, and then at the global level, so beyond Europe, the first gathering was actually in 1992 on the sidelines of the Rio Earth Summit in, in Rio, in Brazil. So that was the first time that there were people from green parties from parts of the world other than Europe that came together. And as in, in a, it was a sort of political and technological two-step through the 90s because of anybody of that age will remember that the internet really didn't exist until late into the 1990s. So communication was much more difficult uh, and it was much more, much harder just even to find where green parties were. Nevertheless, as we headed towards the millennium, the, the 2000, the turn of the century, the turn of the millennium, for us in Australia, it seemed that there was um, something that we could do that probably, and in fact hadn't been done by any of the other parties, and in particular by the European parties at that point, which was really to try to pull together all the global parties into a network. In Mexico in 1999, there was a sort of preliminary meeting in Oaxaca, and then Canberra was the Global Greens Congress, the first of the, this series of congresses where we adopted a really important foundational document for the Global Greens, which is the Charter, the Global Greens Charter, which sets out the principles that bind together uh, Green parties and political movements around the world. And as far as I know, other political families don't, of, of global political families don't have this kind of foundational written document. So it's a very, very important um, agreement. And the other agreement was about the structure 
of the Global Greens setting up a network and setting up some mechanisms to make decisions. And that's indeed very interesting because not everyone knows how they work, they're a food federation, but how do they communicate and work with each other? How do they cooperate technically and practically? Yes, so, um, well, first of all, just on the governance, there is what we call the Global Greens Coordination, which is the governing body for the Global Greens, and it has three representatives from each of the four federations, three from Europe, three from Africa, three from the Americas, and three from Asia-Pacific plus a convener and treasurer and so on. So that fundamental structure was set up in Canberra and has been elaborated subsequently, but is still essentially the same. And that group, the Global Greens Coordination, has to make decisions by consensus. So it's not, um, it, it's not kind of creating another sort of political um, power centre in, in the sense that it would have views that are independent of those that the federations um, uh, adopt. Um, so it functions, we, well, again, technology is marching with us. Um, so it's definitely a lot easier now than it used to be. We have, at the moment, um, meetings of the coordination once a month and then executive meetings once a month. But given the time zones that are involved, that can be really very difficult for some of the participants. Um, we have the uh, Congress, but that's every five years, and then we try to have a face-to-face -face meeting of the Global Greens Coordination once a year, so that we can build up the personal connections, go and have a glass of wine with everybody, think up ideas, and generally um, get to know each other, because actually that's quite fundamental to running a global organisation is sounds a bit odd, but you need to actually have some sort of personal connection and, and interaction with people. You can't just do it over Skype or WebEx or the internet or the phone even. And what is the added value for the European Green Party to be part of such a big family? Also in terms of the same um, fights that we fight, the one that you are more aware of is probably the one that you follow the most, which is COP. You've been a representative for several years, you can tell us more about that, but what is the other value from the European Green perspective? Yes, but you, you mentioned this, this question of climate, climate change in, in, in meetings like this Congress. We can see that it's really a, a universal question. Uh, it's of course a, a huge uh, problem for Fiji, but also for the coast of Senegal, the problem for Colombia, we had just uh, last month, uh, this big problem with the floods, but also in our city, in uh, in Brussels, uh, in the in in some village and in France. So we see that uh, we can uh, uh, we can share also our solution, our green solution, our global solution. Uh, this question is also a universal question because the environmental refugee will be in the next year one of the biggest problem in the world. Today we speak a lot of the refugees in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Europe, uh, but tomorrow there will be more and more. And how we can, uh, we, we can uh, bring some solution, because that's what the, 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 the Greens want, is to bring solutions, not only to say that there is a, uh, there is a, there is a prob problem. So I'm convinced that with the Global Greens, 
we can do a common uh, campaign common campaign uh for example in egp we we are in the this divestment campaign divest campaign is easy to do in in all the world of course because divestment from the fossil, uh, fossil fuel is of course very uh, present in uh, in united states in europe as in new zealand so i think that if all together the greens can do this universal campaign uh, it will be a first step to a global green action um yes look absolutely i agree uh and in fact climate change and democracy are the two key uh areas for common action that we've agreed to coming out of the congress um and they uh, the other aspect i think for the greens is that we um are able to act both inside and outside parliaments and not just national parliaments but elected um legislatures at every level from local to global and in fact up to european level and isn't and it very interesting how can the subnational level also affect that yeah. mechanism well there is i think a huge potential for us to connect up the local state regional green parties around the world where they're elected obviously but also uh, where they're not elected or not yet elected and to learn from each other to do coordinated actions for example we could look at having some sort of uh, parliamentary or legislative um, initiative that we tried to uh, introduce in parliaments or local councils around the world in a in a coordinated way we can seek information for example about multi multinational development bank multilateral development banks we can ask questions about what individual countries are doing and about their how they're using their shareholder power to make uh, sure that those banks are not investing in fossil fuels and to push them in a positive direction of investing in fact in renewable energy energy efficiency uh, to stop for example um, some of these investments in projects that destroy forests or other natural environments which has both the direct impact on biodiversity but also has a um, a climate implication as well. So we've got the potential to make that sort of coordinated action happen globally and I think that's a really exciting possibility. And what's your point of view on the European level because you've been both a minister but now you also coordinate a lot of activities for local councillors on behalf yeah. of the EGP. So Yes, uh, I'm convinced that we, that's our responsibility to make the link between the local level, the national level, regional and uh, European and international. And that was very interesting in Liverpool, this parallel session with the local councillors coming from everywhere in the world. To hear that someone uh, who is mayor here in a village in Belgium, someone local councillor in Canberra, someone in a government in uh, in Sydney, coming from Mallorca, coming also from uh, Pakistan, uh, they were together in this parallel session to exchange uh, on local level how they can bring changement in their city, big city sometimes, in the, their village, and they, they explain how they how they they, re, they realize it. 
of course, the priority, but also the way that they do it, the problems that they meet. It's not easy to be a green in a, in a, in a large coalition. And so how to do that your priority also uh, can come in the, in, on the agenda when you are alone in a team with eight other from another party. So it's very, it's very interesting because all the greens are sometimes working alone in their city, in their village. And so to see that someone from the other part of the world is meeting the same problems, uh, <laughs> is, but also to exchange the, 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 the solution that they bring, was really wonderful. And I'm convinced that we have absolutely to, to, to continue this dynamic. And it was not only on the priorities, but also what was very interesting is to see that for the Greens, what's important is also the bottom-up strategy, the participation of the citizens on the project of the city, the link always that they do between environment and the social questions. And that's a basic point for all the, all the Greens. And that was really wonderful to see that. Thank you. Maybe before closing, you can tell us when the next Congress of the Global Greens is going to take place and where. Well, it'll be in five years' time, so that's 2022, I think, and it's somewhere in Asia or the Pacific. So I can't tell you exactly where, but um, yes, you will start, keep us posted. we will certainly keep you posted. Thank you, Evelyn, and thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Thank you.